This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. What do you have on tap for us today? Well, we're going back to that inexhaustible wealth content that is zombies. Specifically, you know, zombies that, you know, infest the superhero universe. Now, Marvel Comics, you know, arguably did this, you know, like the great commercial success. It's like, and even like critical success to a certain extent for the first couple volumes with Marvel Zombies. You know, where they got, you know, like Walking Dead's Robert Kirkman and Sean Phil- and artist Sean Phillips to do like, hey, you know, what happens when like the zombies take over the Marvel Universe? And that first volume was was a lot of fun. It had like those like, you know, classic homage themed um, covers from Arthur Sudam. And, you know, it, it has like, you know, some fun, some some fun, like nasty ideas about, you know, what happens when like the zombies take over the Marvel Universe and what happens, basically what happens when the bad guys win and, you know, they eat the Silver Surfer and they eat Galactus as well. And, you know, that lasted, I was on board for like the first two, first three volumes physically and also like Army of Darkness versus Marvel Marvel Zombies because I think I got that for cheap on, on a sale and whatnot. But basically, you know, it begs the question of like, hey, you know, Marvel did this kind of storyline about, you know, what happens when like their universe gets taken over by zombies. Well, what's uh, what's DC's answer? For that, we had to wait um, 13 years in order to find out because it wasn't until, oh, it's like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Um, when, when was, when was this? Oh yeah. It's like 2019 when, um, it's like when writer Tom Taylor and artist Trevor Harrison gave us deceased, which, you know, on one hand, it's like, Regardless of how the series turned out, that is a great A-list pun title that you know they deserve you know credit for in terms of like just you know saying, saying like, you know, hey, what's the uh, name of the series for like uh, what happens when zombies take over the DC universe? Deceased. Excellent work, guys. I I love you for it. But how how did this come about? Well, the series opens up with you know like Justice League you know handing Darkseid his ass and getting him to promise he's never going to come back to um, Earth again. And um, Darkseid saying, sure, fine, losers. I'm not going to come back because I already got what I came for. And we find out that what he came for was um, actually Vic Stone, the uh, cyborg. Because it turns out that the apocalyptic and technology that that um, he used to become, the, that he, that he, that, um, ha- that houses his cyborgness. It's like, that's, uh, that apparently is key to uh, unlocking the full potential of the anti-life equation. But you know when Darkseid decides to combine this with the with part of the Black Racer, the uh, New Gods' um, answer to death, well, shit gets crazy, and we get a, a version of the anti-life equation that runs rampant throughout the cosmos, like turning Darkseid into like a mindless um, right, version of death, and um, and when um, Cyborg is like you know sent back to Earth like in a last ditch effort, well, he winds up infecting everyone over there by the end of the first issue over 600 million people have been infected with this new version of the anti-life virus and hey it's and the life is well in the well in the way to like you know ceasing like in the dc universe now i can't say that you know like the uh, the first volume did like you know a lot of stuff like shockingly different as far as like you know zombie stories go but you know, it's like it, it. But it certainly worked as a like um, big propulsive superhero blockbuster event. It's like it just showed like a lot of like you know familiar 
familiar characters like get getting murdered. Like, like again, it's probably not spoiling anything to say that you know Batman um gets turned at the end of the first first issue. I mean, you're wondering, like, oh wait, a second. Batman gets turned. Well, what's going to happen? Like Batman solves everything. Batman always wins. Well, yeah, that's kind of what what um Taylor was thinking. I'm sure Taylor was thinking at the beginning of this series, and it's sure why he killed Batman just so he could just so like you know everyone could wonder like you know what's going to happen now that Batman is around to save us. I mean, yeah, he does use um Victor Freeze's um freeze suit to survive like partway into the second issue, but there you go. So, but basically, like the the uh, the first the first volume is like a big you know like fun blockbuster superhero event. I mean, it it doesn't do like you know a lot of stuff like new, but it does like showcase one of like the big things that you know the series series does well. It's basically showing you what kind of like you know like new new connections are forged when you know things go to hell in the DC universe, such as you know what happens. So like who becomes the new um green lantern of, of earth when um hal jordan gets gets turned what does it take in order to um get like Luthor to realize that his um feud with superman like is like is ultimately ir- irrelevant oh and also just you know why are the uh, flash why, why do the flashes have to be quarantined like, <laughs> like for this story oh and just you know what the hell happened to the martian manhunter so there you go like it's it's like i'm rereading it it's like I guess it's perfect. It's perfectly enjoyable, and it's got some like great, fantastic art from from series artist um, Trevor Harrison, who illustrates all of the the majority of all of the uh, main series in the it's like like in in the DC series. Even though he does have to um have some some help, it's like in um like in part of the, like in part parts of the first volume from James Heron, um, Neil Edwards, and also from other artists like as like in like in subsequent volumes but you know the first volume does like it does a good job of like you know setting you up like the selling you on the idea of like you know like what happens to the dc universe and why should i care about care about it it's like it takes thing takes like you know this like really dark premise and like brings some like genuine superhero cleverness out of it and i it's like i really enjoyed it i mean i didn't quite enjoy the uh the the fill-in issue of a good day to die which basically like you know kind of read like like um, like Taylor was checking out like, a bunch of like uh, questions about you know, hey, well, why don't they do this in order to uh, it's like it's like in order to like, solve the uh, superhero superhero apocalypse? Well, it's like you know, then he offers like the reason. Like, oh, here's why. It's like yeah, yeah, it's all right, but I did like the uh, bits where um Derek Robertson illustrated like John Constantine trying to survive, and like those kind of around me like the oh man, it's like yeah, it's like the good old like you know Vertigo heyday and. Not for nothing, like he and Taylor did team up to do a hell proper Hellblazer story with um Rise and Fall, like a, like a couple of years later. But but uh, the first DCs did a good job, of, like it's like oh, setting out the idea of like you know what happens to the to the uh, DC universe when it's invaded by zombies, and why should I care about it? But and and also it's like it was like a huge um, commercial success as well. Like the first issue debuted at number one on the charts, and it's like, and DC apparently liked it so much that they decided to commission a digital series to follow follow it up with. Um, that would be um, Hope at World's End. Hope at World's End is basically kind of just you know filling stuff, just telling you just you know what happened to uh, Jimmy Olsen, you know, like, during during all this stuff. What like gives you more like um like uh, like data about you know how I'm um, Damien, you know the you know like um. It's like, you know, I've dealt, dealt with things as well. Like how he had to save his mom as well. 
It's like, and oh, what was what happened when um Black Adam was turned as well, and also when uh, De- Detective Chip encounters these super pets, which was easily the best story of that volume. But overall, it's like you know, Hope at World's End was just kind of like, oh well, this is a bunch of other stuff that happened, like in between like you know issues of D- deceased. So and it's not it's not bad. Um, Taylor is too good of a writer to like you know to phone in like you know like something that is terrible but it just kind of felt like you know hey it's like like oh i've got ideas about what's what's going to happen here but you know it just kind of feels like we're just kind of you know just killing time like you know between between stories as well which you know it's kind of disappointing but you know the whole world's end is not i guess you could say if it even it's the worst of these stories it's not really bad which you know it's really kind of like good sign as far as how things go it's especially true though of the other of the um other follow-up they did to deceased in this is like the first proper marketable follow-up they did this is like a three issue um exercised um exercise miniseries called unkillables and this was a lot of fun basically well um dc showcased you know what all the heroes were doing and maybe some of the villains um, Unkillables is all about the anti-heroes and the villains because it just it, because it chooses to focus on like guys like Slade Wilson, aka Deathstroke, and how he gets turned initially, but then like his healing factor basically like you know bring brings him back. Now he's got to figure out just you know what I'm what I'm gonna do with like you know like with my ability to survive survive this stuff. And um like so when actually he goes after his it's like his daughter Ravager, but also. Like in the mix is Jason Todd, aka Red Hood, like the uh, the Robin who um, was um, crowbarred to death by the Joker. And even though, like you know, he finds when he finds out you know what happened to Batman, it's like he gives a, a proper um, fitting like you know headstone eulogy to him, and also just you know meets like does his best to rescue um, other other surviving members of the Bat family, including Cassandra Kane and um, Second Commissioner Gordon. It's a fun bit when he. And he tells um, Gordon, like, dude, I know you rec- you knew who, who Batman was all this time. You don't need to pretend anymore. And Gordon's right, yeah. So, like, that's that's kind of like the charm of this series is that, you know, Taylor finds, like, you know, these, like, like, like these, um, like, logical connections you make in, like, DC continuity. It's like the fact that, you know, like, like this is, this is like a series where you realize that, you know, hey, it's like, you know, Commissioner Gordon always, always knew Batman was was bruce wayne but you know he just you know pretended otherwise that's this is the kind of series where you can admit that stuff and it's like and what else it's like and just you know like have like have fun with it oh and also constantly dunk on batman's emotional unavailability because that's also like a through line for this this series as well but but unkillables also has fun with like how the uh like how all, all the super all like all these surviving villains on earth are trying to like like hide out on an island led by vandal savage who's like hey i've, I've i'm a caveman i'm an immortal caveman who's lived through multiple extinction events so it's like i know how to survive this stuff and so you figure that okay he's got his like he's got he's got his uh plan and all but <laughs> well you know it's like it goes wrong in like darkly comic fashion and it leads to um like the uh like a lot of the other surviving villains, including um the Creeper, Solomon Grundy, Bane, Mirror Master, um just you know trying to uh like like 
it's like save a bunch of like you know kids that um like it's like that the um that that red red hood or sorry, jason jason todd ravager and christian gordon and deathstroke have like adventures then are, are taken care of but overall it's like you know unkillables is probably the most purely enjoyable of the of these stories because it's just like you know a bunch of like bastards just you know like realizing that you know okay well it's like you know we sure we're like we like we're like you know in it for ourselves but we don't want like kids to like to die for like what's going on here and there's a and the, like and there's also like that, that fun cleverness as well especially when you find out you know like who the narrator of this is and just you know why she's been like like why she's been MIA in her superior identity for mo- most of the story. It's it's good fun, and even if like you need like you know the context of um deceased in order to like pro- fully properly enjoy this um this miniseries, I think that's 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 an acceptable cost as well. But as far as like you know things things went the uh, like the next the actual proper follow up to deceased was Dead Planet because at the end of the first first series well everyone had left or well, everyone all the humans that they really get out like they they left on two arcs to earth two and they were just and everyone was just like you trying was resigned to the fact that you know hey you know this is our new life everyone on earth is like gone or just you know about about to die so we're just gonna like make make our new life on this planet you know and we've got we've got our own like you know justice league and we got like you know john kent like taking over Superman, Damian Wayne as the new Batman, um, Ca- um, Cassie as um, new Wonder Woman, and you know it's like there's plenty of like we got like plenty of superheroes like you know to protect us as well, and everything's going fine up until they get a uh, SOS from like from Cyborg on Earth because at the end of the first volume we learned that that um, he found out that the um, cure for the for the anti life plague was in himself but it wasn't until he finally discovered the uh, secret tracer that um bruce wayne batman had put into him that um that was the uh that he was able to like you know, modify it and then just you know, send like a uh, signal to the to like the remaining superheroes on it's like on earth too it's like that um hey you know what i'm trying to like let you know like there's there's like a it's like there's a cure here. It's like, and I can I, I can save everyone. So, gets a um, bunch of superheroes to come back and um sa- and save this and try and find out the uh, the cure for this, for like for this plague, which they do. But it also requires um like a lot of interaction with the new gods. It's like, and also like you know the Green Lantern Corps. Oh, and uh, well, it turns out that that, that even though like while well, the uh, the plague is continuing to, um, you know, spread like on earth. Well, it turns out there's another issue that's, that that's requiring their attention as well. That is, um, the, one of the DC's, um, demons, um, Trigon. Well, he's apparently decided to like, use this, um, all this issue, all these, um, play like all, like this whole, like, like, uh, undead plague, just, you know, make his, um, stand on earth. So, so the only person standing, Sending um between him and um domination of the earth are the Shadow Pact, which you know a bunch of like DC's magic users like Rag Ragman, Blue Devil, um Z- Zatanna, Detective Chimp, and John Constantine. Now, longtime readers of the blog will probably 
realize that you know like when i when i see um john constantine like employed in a uh like dc universe story it's like i tend to roll my eyes and, and just go no 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 but i will have to give i do have to give um taylor and Harrison credit here for probably delivering what is the uh best version of like john constantine in a dc superhero dc universe story because constantine he's 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 clever here he is devilishly clever here and he is also a right goddamn bastard as well it's it's enough to make me remember that when constantine like was originally created he was part of the dc universe i mean like i'm sure like alan moore is like you know cursing my name for for invoking like hey you know it's like remember when john when he created john constantine he was part of like you know that legendary like, run of swamp thing and all this really does um, recall that 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 business in the sense that you know John was like required to be like you know kind of an asshole in order to like you know save save the world and all, and even more so here because like he does a lot of nasty nasty stuff that is perfectly in character, and I gotta admit that you know his his ultimate um, end. And I can't was how he's like, you know, managed to like, you know, solve everything is really in character. Even if we're talking, you know, in his like, you know, like, you know, vertigo incarnation, which I own all 300 issues of. So there you go. That's that's saying something right here. And I, like I said, I really enjoyed Dead Planet. It it did, it's like, it basically did everything that Deceased did, but it did it a lot better. Well, okay, not a lot better, but just better in in general. It's like instead that you know, it gave us more like you know, clever like you know, versions of like you know, superheroes in like a end of the world scenario, and and it had like you know, like lots of lots more great art from from Harrison who illustrated like you know, just like pretty much like the entirety of the series, you know, which I think that yeah, did he do the entire series for this one? Yeah, this is the. uh this is the one volume that um, Harrison did the entire entirety of the art for. Yeah, they had multiple inkers, but you know, hey, that's like that's what counts here. But but overall, it's like you know, Dead Planet basically show that hey, you know, there's there's actually life to this concept, and it also ended on a note that basically lets you know that hey, you know, things are going to be all right, even if there were a couple um plot threads left left open for a you know maybe a Including volume as well. That's what we have here with um, the reason I'm doing this podcast, and that's uh, this final volume. Like, while Deceased was with six issues, Dead Planet was seven issues, War of the Undead Gods is eight issues, and basically it's like the uh, the biggest one in terms of scope and um and taking action, and <laughs> even if um. I didn't quite like this as much as um, Dead Planet. You know, I guess that John Constantine effect like, goes a little what little ways. You know, I really it's like I didn't I did enjoy this one, and it basically kind of you know continues on like the series trend of like you know finding like you know clever uses for like like DC like DC heroes and all. It's like in this end of the world fashion, because not only does it find a way to uh, to, like, like to bring back Superman. It's like it also finds a way to like show, give you like a much darker take on what happened to his cousin, like Supergirl, 
and you know what happened when she was sent away from her world and when she came back at the absolute wrong time in the wrong wrong place but basically it's like you know this the, like this series basically um picks up with the idea that while the uh undead plague has basically been contained to earth for the first two volumes now things are getting even worse like on a cosmic scale basically the uh like after a dark side um like murdered his his plan of apocalypse in the first first volume well he wasn't he did not rest on his laurels there he basically like you know went to uh it's like the uh the planet of the uh of the new it's like of the new gods it's like and this turn like went and fought and turned them as well and also as we find out early, early on that you know when um it's like it's like when the uh when he starts attacking the uh planet of Korgar home to um like the yellow lantern corpse um, head Sinestro well Sinestro is basically real like all about just like yeah hey, I'm just gonna kill my planet in order to save everyone well things go badly for him and at the end of the issue we're left with um yellow lantern dark side which you know is is kind of a cool and crazy and also kind of scary concept for this like for the story so and the series in the final arc is all about just going bigger and crazier than like than things have gone before because hey you kind of wonder like well what hey what happened to um what about mr mr Mitzplik, the uh like six dimensional imp who was always bedeviling superman he's in here too but what about the specter you know like this the uh the the um, incarnation of God's vengeance in the DC universe. Oh, he's here too. Oh, and um, what about the main man, Lobo? <laughs> Lobo is here too, and you know his obviously his uh, super superhuman heal, healing factor just makes the uh, infection like a non-issue with him. But he's still going to negotiate for for like um one plan to give him a hundred years of hedonism, creatively um managed hedonism, so he doesn't get bored to uh like to manage it's like to uh in order to save the universe so yeah there's a lot of like fun clever stuff here it's like and i liked how i like how um, taylor managed it like over the like over the course of this volume i um uh, i do kind of wish that uh hair scene had been given like more time to illustrate a lot of this volume because well he does like you know like it's just like good chunky work as he has done in previous volumes um, um, his regular fill-in, um, collaborator, um, Neil Edwards, you know, was only able to work so far in here, and they also had to bring in another guy, um, Lucas Mayer, who you know does solid work, like no, like no, no lie here, but it's like you know, obvious when you see that um, that that he's taken over for um for Harrison or and Edwards. Oh, and also, there's the bit when we find out that oh hey. You know, it's like, hey, you know, like the uh, like Brainiac is here, and he's um, it's like you know, put a bunch of I uh, you know, like civilizations into 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 bottles. Oh, and he's also got his hands on Candor as well, so you can probably imagine like you know where things are going with the Candor's involvement as well, and that's that's kind of predictable. And then there's also like the mid act reveal of like the real monster behind this, like a uh, version of like one of the uh, Greek gods of dark darkness which on one hand like i can understand like, you know why you felt the need to go bigger and badder there but it kind of feels you know kind of like arbitrary as well just you know i don't feel that this guy had the uh like the gravitas 
like of like other DC villains, like in order to like, you know, to be like the really big, big bad of this, like of this arc. I mean, it's like, I can understand like, you know, they need to go bigger and badder here, but it doesn't, doesn't quite work. I will say though, that the, uh, the revelation of like who takes over the uh, specter uh, mantle here is like, is, is well done. And I do like um, Damien's um, you know, decision at the end of the series, which is, uh, you know, it's like, you know, Batman as bastard, but also just, you know, doing like the, uh, the best thing he knows how for the, uh, like for the, for the greater good. Even if he's just like, you know, taking matters into his own hands and just like robbing everyone else of their um, agency and like, in, like in doing so. And it's, in the, and also I will say it's enough to make you kind of forgive his overall take on Damian Wayne, which is probably a bit more touchy feely than the, uh, like, like than than the um, arrogant smartass he's been portrayed in, like the majority of, like of the comics that I've read featuring the character. But that's kind of a minor thing. I so I did enjoy this, like this, the this this final final volume, and it's like in it's like it was, and it's got enough spectacle to make me like forgive. It's you know rush to just you know like give us like you know big superhero action more than anything else because it does actually try and touch on like ideas that are like surprisingly like you know relevant to like a zombie movie story in the sense that you know what happens when you realize that oh wait i've killed a bunch of people but you know there actually was a cure all along even if i didn't know like that was going to happen that's that's an issue that's brought up here but it's not like you know really addressed in any like you know significant fashion so it's like there's a story that's you know i'm sure there's a story that's like you know been told about that but deceased is not not that story so you're just kind of like you know looking for if you're looking for a story that you know kind of like nods in the direction of of that kind of depth for a story that you know has like you know generally you know really solid art throughout one that you know like finds like you know clever takes on like you know like um DC heroes as they face the apocalypse, and one that just delivers like you know grand superhero spectacle in the face of the apocalypse, then yeah, I really do recommend like like the series, and it definitely benefits from having a solid you know singular writer's vision like over the like over the course of like these like these volumes, like these three main volumes and two um tiny volumes, one of which is definitely superior to the other. So yeah. Like you're looking for like you know DC's answer to Marvel zombies, yeah. I'd say that they actually this is like a solid you know cross counter against Marvel right here. So yeah, if you want, I mean, you should obviously buy both or at least just buy the first volume of Marvel Zombies, but um buy also like all of like like um DC's and especially like Unkillables because this is like good good superhero zombie fun. In so the end. if you like zombies. And you like DC, then it should be a win. For you. There's plenty of life to this this particular like subgenre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, if you like zombies, maybe you get both. You know, you get both sides of the. That's culture. really the correct answer here. Yeah, exactly. So, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Assuming everything goes right, um, Christine will be back to uh, talk to us about um the uh, w- the one comic that's been produced about um. Arguably the best current Star Trek series, Lower Decks. 
Awesome. All right. We'll talk to you next time on Comic Picks by the Click. All right. Laters. See ya.